Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast, FYI, for your information. I am your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. It is 8 a.m. on February the 26th here in Ontario, Canada. Thank you for joining me this morning and the fallout of the Karen Carnival. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope that everybody has had a really good week, and here we are again, once again. It is the weekend that we all long for. Take that break from work for those who just work Monday to Friday, and of course, you know, you know the people that work in the malls and other uh, hospitalities, you know, um, I thank you, you know, for the, for the work that you do, even if you don't have the weekend off, but I do, and most everybody does, and, um, you know, sometimes it feels like it's a long ways from the weekend when we start back to work on Monday. So anyways, you know, what's going on around the world, you know, this is so disturbing, you know, with uh, Russia attacking um, Ukraine. It's just unbelievable how could this could even happen in the 21st century. I don't know what we're going to do about dictatorship in this world, ladies and gentlemen, but we need to put an end to it. It's absolutely ridiculous. How can anybody, you know attack a sovereign nation unbelievable so i don't know what are these sanctions imposed from countries around the world on russia on putin him personally i have no idea but uh yeah it's not good so you know and then talk about talk about freedom talk about your freedom You know, it's one of the stupidest things I ever heard in my life is someone yelling out freedom in a free country. Unbelievable. You don't know how good you have it. You really don't. So anyways, on with the show here. Now, the Karen Carnival, you know, may have come to the, come to an end but the fallout and the repercussions was taking place. You know, and everybody's saying, oh, how could, how could a protest be illegal? How could this be illegal? It was an occupation. Thank you for joining me this morning. 
I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. So just before you came out on here. Um, of course, we know what's going on in the world here with Russia attacking the Ukraine. The, uh, Ukraine. Absolutely appalling. Just unbelievable this could happen in, in, you know, in the 21st century. You know, and, you know, what is the world going to do about dictatorship? You know, and, and you talk about, you know, your freedoms, you know, how you're like, <laughs> you, you know, here in North America and around the world in, in free democracies, stuff like that, you have no idea how good you have it. And like I said, before you came on, one of the stupidest things that I ever heard in my life is someone yelling out freedom in a free country. Think about that for a moment. How stupid that actually really sounds. Now, with this Karen Carnival that took place in Ottawa, the fallout and the consequences that people are facing for this illegal occupation protest nothing. So when it comes to what is happening, so, you know, three, three, the, uh, of the organizers of this so-called, um, protest, whatever the hell you want to call it. I'll tell you what I call it. You know, it's like that. I call it the Karen Carnival because, you know, they had the big tents down there. They had the, uh, the, um, the bouncy castles, you know, they had, uh, they had the hot tubs, you know, they had the candy apple, you know, they had the candy floss going on, you know, it's just, you know, like taking your kid to a circus. Only one of them uh, had made a bail. That was like over a week ago. But under a lot of conditions. Now, the key convoy organizer, Tamara Lich, she was denied bail. Right, and she was one of the most visible organizers behind the protest. She was the one who's going on the microphone. She was the one holding all these press conferences. She's the one who's telling everybody to hold the line. Well, now she's in jail with soap on with soap on the rope. So, one of the most visible organizers behind the protest against the COVID nineteen restrictions. And the Liberal government near Parliament Hill was denied bail. That was last Tuesday. Now, not only the only problems that she had is, you know, is when, you know, the government, uh, when the government enacted the Federal Emergency Act, that was for the entire country. And not just, that's not for, for the city of Ottawa, the capital of Canada.
and even with the blockades, you know, at, at Canadian uh, border crossings with the United States, even some of them were cleaned up if, even before the Emergency Act was enacted. But it, what that meant is it would prevent them from doing it again. Now, also freezing bank accounts for people like corporations, even the truck drivers involved and these organizers involved all had their accounts frozen. So even if she did get released on bail, she couldn't even, she, when she got arrested, she had nearly a $2,000 hotel bill. The bank account frozen, can't pay it. She couldn't fly back to Alberta because she's not vaccinated. She then therefore would have to drive, but oh, wait a minute, her car was seized. Even her husband couldn't even be a, 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 a surety for her. She remains behind bars. Another key organizer, oh, this is a real winner, is Patrick King. You know, I've talked about him on this show before. Far-right extremist, racist. That's who he is. That's what he does. You can find him on YouTube, postings on YouTube of Patrick King. Make sure you get the right one from Alberta. Posting his is his is his is uh being racist on YouTube. Well known for it, ladies and gentlemen. Well known for it. So the one of the reasonings behind this is that you know, first of all, the justice said that the trucker convoy's effect on Ottawa was immense. And she felt that Lynch was um, obstinate and, and also disingenuous to her responses to the court during her bail hearing. And that they cannot be reassured if she was released into the community that she would not reoffend. She is a far right separatist. She's been very boisterous. And that the, her detention is necessary for the protection and safety of the public. Now, she, she is being held without bail um, because of her actions. Even when she was being arrested on the street, she was hollering out, hold the line. Somehow in her little mind, she doesn't think what she was doing 
was wrong or illegal. See, protests are legal. You can protest. But you can't do it unlawfully. You can't commit unlawful crimes or unlawful actions in a protest. You will be arrested. Now, there was a total of 206 accounts involving 7.8 million were affected. These were the accounts that were um, these were the, these were the accounts that were um, being held. By the banks they're frozen their accounts now this um, this Patrick King he was um, you know first of all you know so he so his bail hearing the other day um, I think it was on Tuesday you know, he appeared in person for his day-long bail hearing, and he needed to be reminded by the Justice of the Peace to keep a mask on during the proceedings due to COVID-19 restrictions. You see, ladies and gentlemen, here in Ontario, we still have that mask mandate for any public places. Even the courtroom. Now, like I said about this Patrick King, he has been known to promote racist conspiracy theories online. You know, it's pretty bad. You're sitting in the in in the uh, in the prisoner's box, and your lawyer's gotta, you know, remind you to be quiet. You know, he's trying to. He's trying to give evidence at a bail hearing. Obviously, he doesn't know court proceedings. And then some lady, I guess, has only known him for four weeks. How well do you know somebody in four weeks? Probably not all that well. This individual is going to put up 50000 For his bail. She too was also involved in this Karen Carnival convoy across Canada. But she doesn't, you know, when, when, you know, when the courts even mention you know, his racial remarks online and stuff. And this individual who said, oh, I've only known him for four weeks, says, says, oh, he likes everybody. This guy is nothing but an idiot. 
Oh, he'll be under my care 24 hours a day, she says. Now, ladies and gentlemen, his bail hearing, second one, This Patrick King on Friday. An attack on the rule of law. This convoy protest leader, Pat King, was denied bail. And in light of everything, too, you know, his... uh, or the, the prosecution brought up brought up to the light uh, that um, he had been banned from having any firearms. And prior to this Karen Carnival convoy, he had gotten his hands on a restricted weapon. See, this guy doesn't learn. See, when you're banned from having something, you don't go get it again. But that wasn't even in part of the ruling why he's being denied bail. Now, one of the things is that his participation and leadership role in the protest overwhelmingly called the alleged offenses an attack on the rule of law. Now, this is what he faces. Charges of mischief um, is one of um, Tamara Lich's charges. And also one of hers is to... um, counseling uh, to commit an offense is their second one. But his are charges of mischief, counseling to commit mischief, counseling to, to commit the offense of disobeying a court order, and counseling to obstruct justice. Sorry, I missed you there. So he's being held without bail. That was the final ruling yesterday afternoon that he will be being being held until further notice. Hi, Truck. Uh, how are you doing? Good. How are you doing today? I'm pretty well good. Good, 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 good. How's your day going so far? Uh, my day is ended. Yes, it's a Saturday night. Just yes, uh, uh, today we have a great weekend. Just we went to the zoo. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's nice when we get down to the weekend and. Yes, of course. <clears throat> what about your weekend? My weekend is starting off pretty good. It's uh, uh, what time is it here? Eight twenty a.m. No, it's not. Yes, oh. it is. Eight eight twenty a.m. here in Ontario, Canada. It's the morning. Yep, it's morning time. So Saturday it's morning. It's a Saturday evening in India. It's right. 
how how is your work is going like a trucker are you busy with your truck yes i'm busy yeah i had a pretty busy week i think you have got a leave i think you you have been free today that i've been that i've been what i'm saying that you are you are been a free i think saturday is a weekend i think you are yes i have yeah yeah cuz i work my i work monday to friday i do local monday work monday to friday yeah i do oh. local work so i'm home every day but uh, the off, news off has weekend. been uh, circulating the news been circulating the russia and the ukraine war is going like what do you think about that who is the wrong with this position like russia or ukraine who done the wrong thing oh my god this should never have happened this should never have happened i said to you at the beginning of my show you know what can the world do about you know dictatorship yes you know like uh, hitler in the 20 20- yeah like hitler you know um it's just absolutely appalling um that this is taking place and uh See, yeah it's not canada cool. canada also supporting like uh, ukraine so many people are supporting ukraine but what the reason is there's why the putin want to invade ukraine what the reason i don't know he want to make his ussr regain i think he want to reunite all the states from what the state have been collapsed like uh, previously 12 countries have been divided from russia this uh, they want to be reunited well yeah of course you know he just you know he wants it to all be part of russia and he wants to be able to rule that's what he wants see i, I had a news that russian uh, like putin uh, property has been freeze the us government has sanctioned every property of putin it has been freeze whole Mm-hmm. yeah from yeah all yeah from different countries all over the world has has uh, put sh- uh, sanctions on russia i think what yeah, about your yeah, yeah. canada canada government has the canada government has put any sanctions on you russia yeah they have yeah but but uh, some people, some countries are giving some uh, like uh, pakistan and china is supporting russia Well, of course china is going to support russia i mean there's another yeah, dictatorship bloody bloody shit china has done a bad thing every time the chinese are doing bad things all the time all the, all time. the time see two years we have lost the time we have lost the time two years due to corona and omicron due mm-hmm. to this bio war mm mm-hmm. yeah i know so china 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 created the bio war sir the bio due to bio car the omicron and why corona has been spread throughout the world without yeah. china we we two years we lost the time yeah we lost our jobs we lost our jobs yeah oh yeah absolutely we have yeah lots of people lots of people have hurt and suffered and, and died because of this you know so this pandemic uh, i think uh, how is canada the corona cases is going or it's a end it's a free cases there Yeah, well, I mean, you know, um we're pulling out of this this pandemic. A lot of mandates and restrictions are being lifted. Mm. Um starting March 1st, uh the vaccine certificate uh will not be required yes, um to to go into businesses and restaurants and stuff like that, but some businesses um yeah, they no cases. single yeah. never single uh, cases is admitted single cases are not there in india everything is free 
we are moving freely we are not maintaining social distance everything we are fine no cases are going in india oh, that's good that's good that's good to hear i mean the whole world is trying to I'm, heal I'm and move forward happy. right yes yeah, that's good. of course yeah so you know are you enjoying with your family about... oh yeah absolutely mm. yeah absolutely yeah so what i was talking about here um you know with this fallout i called it the uh the karen carnival um with that big uh, protest that was going on in ottawa i'm sure you heard about it i mean it was worldwide this illegal occupation uh-huh. right uh-huh. so that's all been cleared up the federal government um, they enacted the federal emergency act um, which uh, recently has now um, has been removed um, here in the province of Ontario also the emergency act um, has been um, removed at this time now we're talking about the fallout of this of this um, trucker well, one thing uh, where is the uh, trudeau the prime minister of canada uh, is something is saying someone is saying that prime minister trudeau is hiding somewhere else with his family it's real no, he's he's in ottawa he's in ottawa uh-huh. he's in the capital he's always been in the capital oh why why was he going to go hide anywhere no uh, because the truckers anywhere. have been because the truckers are protesting uh, like uh, uh, due to vaccine uh that's why he has a lot of fear he doesn't have any fear he doesn't have any fear at all i mean all that's been all cleaned up now i think uh, some articles have given that so i have read some articles that the article is misguiding i think absolutely it's disinformation yes you know that's what it is it's all disinformation our our prime minister is is well and he's in oh. ottawa and he is still running the country yes of course like uh, just our prime minister narendra modi likes trudeau and his family like a uh, two years back the trudeau visited india just uh, he got a lot of uh, like a uh, boost up and so many people like trudeau yeah yeah a lot of people still like him here and a lot of people don't like him so <laughs> You know, it goes either way, but with with this fallout, you know, with this fallout, uh, with with the, um, you know, three of the protesters um, are facing um, pretty severe charges. Um, only one's out on bail; two are still being held without bail, and that was just recently. Now, the other thing but, but that's I happened like- here. Go ahead. Yes, but I like your show every time that I will get the notification. I join immediately when you come on the live. I join immediately because I like your show every time. I appreciate that, and I like you having. I like having you on my show. Why? Because you are honest. You are honest and kind. Why? Because you are speaking with a kind and in a better manner. So I, in some cases, in some podbeans, they they never speaks like you. Well, I appreciate that. and uh yeah that's great that's great to hear thank you for that sir trucker i have some work man just i can do my work then after i will rejoin your podcast live okay sir okay thank you thank you for calling in
Really nice gentleman there, ladies and gentlemen. So now, with this fallout of this so-called freedom convoy protest occupation, the Karen Carnival, the Ministry of Transportation, this is the MTO of Ontario. The MTO grounds trucking businesses involved in the Freedom Convoy protests. So these are the businesses that they had these owner operators and supporting them in this Karen Carnival. So this is what's happened. So the Ontario Ministry of Transportation has effectively shut down 39 trucking business in the wake of the crackdown on this so-called Freedom Convoy protesters. And the ministry has confirmed that 12 suspensions and seizure orders were issued to Ontario-based large truck operators involved in this protest, suspending their operating authority throughout Canada and issuing an order to seize all plates registered to them. And the protesters from outside the province face sanctions of their own. 27 seizure, seizure orders were issued to large truck operators from outside the province, banning them from operating any commercial motor vehicle in Ontario. None of the businesses have been named, but I'm sure they're going to come out. In the effort to preserve future police investigations into this illegal occupation in Ottawa, the ministry will not release any of the names of these businesses. License plates were also suspended for 24 passenger vehicles from Ontario and 34 passenger vehicles from outside the province. In the Ottawa Police Services, 115 vehicles were towed during the protest. And people can say all day, I don't care. You can say all day, oh, this, oh, this, was, this was all legal. When in fact, it wasn't. Oh, it started out fine. Well, they had their 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 uh, their convoy rolling across Canada. That was all in good. That was allowed. There were, there was no obstructions. The police kept them flowing, kept them moving. Now, if they had just stayed a day or two in Ottawa, that would have been fine. But oh no, they had, they had other agendas. What, I think they were gonna stay there till the springtime or the summertime while the mandates were being lifted? You know, when it comes to the Federal Emergency Act, that that is something that has to be carefully, carefully, carefully thought about before the government enacts something like that. That is very powerful. 
and the sweeping powers that the government has. Not just freezing bank accounts, but freezing all the money that was donated. All of it. From the one GrowFundMe, they, they managed to raise $10 million. The second uh, GrowFundMe, Give Send Go, is something like $9.8 million. These organizers have never seen one penny of it. And I said so before. And you think about this. You had these, these far-right organizations jumping on the backs of the truckers for their own political agenda, raising all this money, and hypothetically, if they did get this money, how much money do you think they'd actually give to the truckers? You'd have to have rocks in your head to think that they'd give them anything for who these people are. It's unbelievable. You know, throughout this whole occupation in Ottawa and, you know, the things that went on there, you know, defacing monuments. Defecating on the war memorial. Jumping up and down on the tomb of the unknown soldier. It's just unbelievable. Businesses in that surrounding area of that blockade were unable to open. People couldn't go to work. Did they care about that? No. Did they care about the, the noise violations they did every single day? No, they didn't care about that neither. And right now, there's a lawsuit against the organizers. And so far, it's up to 306 million liable. Yes, we can protest in this country as long as it's done lawfully and peacefully and respectfully. You cannot barricade roadways, bridges, borders,
which is illegal. And besides, under the Highway Traffic Act, you cannot barricade a road. You cannot barricade a railway. That makes it illegal. You can gather in a park, march around holding up your signs, and then when you're done saying your piece, you go home. That's a protest. Nobody broke the law. Nobody got hurt. I don't know what was wrong with the police services in in Ottawa, why they couldn't effectively deal with this. I don't know. But there's a lot of different jurisdictions around Ottawa because it's the capital of Canada. You have the parliamentary police. You have the RCMP, which is the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. You have the Ontario Provincial Police. And all those have their all different jurisdictions. And my understanding is that the, the federal, uh, like the RCMP, can't go in, in, in a certain section and enforce those laws because now it's municipality or it's provincial. But they'd have a lot of crossovers. Why the ex-police chief couldn't do anything with, with the police force that he was policing, do anything. He said, he said, we have every tool on the table. But then saying that they don't have the resources in order to clear up this blockade. And the federal government saying, we'll support you with everything that you need. See here in Ontario, Ontario, uh, the premier, he enacted the, the, the emergency act here in Ontario because of the blockade at the busiest crossing between Canada and the United States. That's the ambassador bridge. He maybe had 50 people blockading that bridge. And they're able to clear that out with approximately 200 officers and including the RCMP. And then people are saying, well, why did he enact the, the, then the federal government, then people are saying, why did the federal government enact the emergency act? Part of it was so that you could have the federal and the municipality and the province that these police forces can now go into each other's jurisdiction and enforce the rule of law. The other part of it was infrastructure. 
The other part of it was financial. We didn't use the measures till its till its full extent because because the prime minister could have. He targeted certain things with the Federal Emergency Act. And to give all policing jurisdictions the authority to police and remove those protesters. And it also forced the towing companies who were refusing to tow the vehicles out of there to just do just that. Some of them didn't want, some of the towing companies didn't want to do anything because they were getting threats. Others that they were afraid they were going to lose some business. I haven't heard any repercussions about that. And for the ones who didn't want to leave, try to stand your ground. You were arrested. Unbelievable. And when I talk about border crossings, the one in Alberta, Coots, Alberta, back a couple weeks ago, is that the RCMP were tipped off that there are groups of far-right extremists had weapons. And they moved in on them really quickly, and sure enough, Weapons, ammunition, body armor. They were prepared to go to war with the police. But that was before the Emergency Act was enacted. But those barricades around the borders were no, nowhere near close to the size of the blockades in Ottawa, when you had nearly 500 vehicles blocking the main roads and side roads around Parliament for weeks on end and carrying on as though this was a carnival. Big tents and hot tubs and bouncy castles. Candy apples and candy floss. If that's not a carnival, I don't know what that is. So the Ministry of Transportation effectively shut down 39 trucking businesses in the wake of the crackdown on the so-called Freedom Convoy. And people think nothing was illegal about it? 
Now you better give your head a shake because everything was illegal about it. The two individuals, and even the even the first one who did get bail, this is not over for them. If convicted, they could face anywhere from five to ten years in prison. Now this Tamara Litch, she's a mother. She's a wife. She's from Alberta. And she's in jail in Ottawa, Ontario. Somehow she thinks she's done nothing wrong. She was the main, most vocalist organizer of this Karen Carnival. Patrick King, far right extremist, racist. Gun taunting asshole that he is. Doesn't think the laws in this country apply to him. Banned from owning any weapons. still being able to get his hands on weapons when he's banned from owning any weapons. It's a problem with this a problem with this country. It's a problem with this world. Guns in the hands of the criminals. Got that problem all over the place. Doesn't have to just be gangs. But his one individual who's trying to be a a, a surety for Patrick King has only known him for four weeks. Oh, I've known him for four weeks. He's a good guy. How well do you know somebody in four weeks? Or the first time when you meet somebody? How well do you know them in four weeks? It takes a lifetime to know somebody. To really know somebody, it takes a lifetime. She was part of the Karen Carnival. And she wanted to be a surety for him. What a laugh that was when I was reading that article. And this is far from over. It's all over from, well, right now it's just all over except for the crying. I never supported this from the get-go. Because I've heard of these individuals before. And I've read articles about them before. This was a trucker protest about the mandates of truckers to be vaccinated. 
And then the far right jumps on the backs of the truckers for their political agenda. And then I talked to you about on past shows about these truckers saying, oh, we can't work now because we have to be vaccinated. That is such a lie. It's not even funny. There is no shortage of work in this industry. I've been in this industry for 32 years. There's no shortages of work. They could easily have just delivered freight across Canada. Just like so many Canadian truckers do, they stay in Canada because they don't want to cross the borders. And the same thing with American truckers. They stay in the United States because that's what they want to do. They want to crisscross the United States. We have American truckers that come into Canada. They wanted you to believe that they couldn't work. They wanted you to believe they couldn't work because of the mandates of the vaccines. They wanted you to cry them a river. They wanted you to feel sorry for them. When they could easily have gone to work. Well, my eyes stayed dry because I've been in this industry like for 32 years. Yeah, we have shortage of truckers. So does the United States. So do other countries around the world. But there's no shortage of work. You hear the truckers say, I can't work. This is the government's fault. No, it's not the government's fault. You can't work. I always like to lay the blame someplace else. Put the onus on somebody else. It's never your fault. Somebody else's fault. Blame somebody else. So now, when it comes to the Ministry of Transportation, With these 12 suspensions and seizure orders were issued to Ontario-based large truck operators involved in the protest, suspending their operating authority throughout Canada and issuing an order to seize all plates registered to them. This is corporation too. Corporations supporting that. (laughs) Now Now they can say they can't work. Okay, when you lose your operating authority, now you can say you can't work. Right? 27 seizure orders were issued to large truck operators from outside of the province, banning them from operating any commercial motor vehicle in Ontario. Now, they can't work. They wanted a reason. They got a reason. 
They wanted a what for? They got a what for. And I was, even before the federal government turned around and, 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 uh, and, and uh, enacted the Federal Emergency Act, approximately about a week prior to that, I'm saying, why doesn't the government enact a Federal Emergency Act? There's tools in there that they can use. And it'll be effective. It doesn't mean the use of the, the use of the military. Could use it for for fetcher. To forfeit anything from these organizers and these unlawful protesters. Protect our infrastructure and the finances and the economy. Over $400 million a day were being lost with that border uh, blockade at the Windsor Ambassador Bridge. Truckers blocking truckers. The truckers who, by the way, 90% of the industry is vaccinated and these truckers going to do their job, wanting to do their job, and you have truckers preventing them from doing their job? What the hell is that? The loss of, uh, of um, revenue, whether it's the auto sector, but all sectors on both sides of the border, by the way, not just here in Canada, that blockade just didn't affect Canada, it affected the United States as well. And the, pri and the prices of our commodities on an increase I mean, who's going to recoup these, these losses? How are they going to recoup these losses? By increasing the price. So there is a price to pay. And even if you weren't involved, you're going to pay the price. Pre-pandemic, people had struggled all the time, people worrying about how they're going to put food on their table, how they're going to pay their bills, pre-pandemic. It's even going to be a more of a financial burden on people who are already struggling. And you see an increase in your grocery bill. And why the gas is so high, I have no idea. I mean, it always seems to go up and down all the time. Unbelievable that people, you know, I feel, you know, I, I feel bad for the, for the people who, 
who thought they were, you know, supporting a cause, a good cause. But don't need to be caught up in the web of the far right misleading you. Oh, this money is for the truckers. Oh, this money is for their fuel, their lodging. And their food. You'd have to be a fool to fall for that. And I feel bad for those who did. They never got one red cent of mine. Because I already know who they were. And if the government was so blind and not understanding or misunderstanding or not getting all the details about what was going to take place when that convoy arrived and what their full intent was going to be, there was failure at the federal level, at the municipality level, and at the provincial level. And each of these governments needs to answer to this. We can't say it was just the failure of the Ottawa Police Services because they weren't able to break this up. It was a failure at all levels of government. And who's going to pay for this? Who's going to pay for all this policing? We, the taxpayers, are going to pay for this. Police services from all jurisdictions across Canada, when that Federal Emergency Act was enacted, that was countrywide. And police officers from all over the country descended onto Ottawa to break up that illegal blockade. So that meant less police services in your communities. Taking officers from their jobs in other jurisdictions and other provinces to remove those protesters' sorry asses we all are going to pay the price for this. The cost of the policing is enormous. And who, what, who should be putting that, you know? Like I said, they have this class action of 300, 306 million against these protesters. You know what's also mind-boggling? You know what's also, well, not mind-boggling, you know what's also is, a, is astonishing? 
that there's this one young lady from Ottawa. Got an injunction about the noise. A citizen got that injunction. And the government wouldn't step up and do that? Talk about failure at all levels of the government. Like that's the government's job to go get an injunction. That was the police service's job to go get an injunction about the noise. Not a citizen. Now it's a $306 million uh, uh, lawsuit against the protesters and the organizers. It's not over. This is far from over. You know, last couple of shows, you know, really, you know, I was, um, you know, trying to, you know, pull away from this, you know, and, you know, move on to other topics and, 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 and stuff like that in, in between time and, and, and everything, you know, as, as things, you know, progress through the court systems, you know, here in Canada. And as things move forward and we start getting answers to all of our questions of why and how this happened. And what are going to be the consequences and the repercussions of this? That's going to take time. It's not going to be a matter of weeks. It's going to be a matter of months. And maybe well into next year until they sort through this whole entire mess. You have a police, you have a police chief of Ottawa who resigned before the emergency act was enacted. And then the interim police chief comes in and then was able to do something. Bad intel. Police officers didn't want to enforce the laws. Handing out tickets. Just handing out violation noise tickets all the time. You know, those fines went to $1,000 a day. Is what took place. You know, the protesters down there just thought it was a joke. Oh, just, oh, these are just parking enforcement officers. No, these are the police. I'll see what's going to, you know, like I said, it's going to take a while. It's going to take a... It's going to take some time to sort through all of this. And, and, you know, 
the federal government, the municipality, and the provincial government needs to stop pointing fingers. Blaming one another. And when they need to all sit down together and put their heads together and come up with answers, not only for the citizens of Ottawa, but for the province of Ontario and the rest of Canada. You know, we have even have uh, premiers, the one out of uh, Alberta, you know, one of, with one of the blockades down there in, in Coots, Alberta. At one point in time, asking for federal assistance to clear up that blockade. But then opposing the Federal Emergency Act. Well, if you want federal assistance, that is the Federal Emergency Act. That is federal assistance. If you can't do it provincially, the federal government will do it for you. And if you can't do it provincially, how inept are you? If you can't do a municipality, how inept is your is your is your is your government in the municipality? How inept is your police services? And then everybody gets all up in arms because the government enacted the Federal Emergency Act. You want an end to this blockade? Want an end to all the blockades. You wanted to make sure they weren't going to reassemble and do it again. I supported it 100%. It was about time. It was about time somebody grew a pair. Because all the ones run, running around there, you know, with their, with their members stuck between their legs, not doing anything about it. Can't grow a pair. You know, finally, Trudeau becomes of age and grows a pair. An acts of the Federal Emergency Act. That's the problem, you know, you know, in the United States, you have, you, you, you have, you know, um, just, just two parties. You know, here in Canada, we have the Liberal Party, we have the Conservative Party, we have the NDP Party, we have the Quebec, uh, Quebec Bloc Party, we have the Green Party, and we have Independence. in the House of Commons, in the federal government. And some of them got their heads screwed on backwards, others don't. We had the NDP supporting the liberal government to an act Federal Emergency Act. 
and how this and how this works, ladies and gentlemen. See here in Canada, we don't have a majority liberal government. We have a minority government. So that means the prime minister can't pass any laws or any bills or anything without support from the other parties. He could not, he could not have kept the Federal Emergency Act if the NDP did not support him. Now, if this had been a majority liberal government, he wouldn't need the, he wouldn't need support from another party. You know, the NDP, I mean, I got to hand it to them. I mean, geez, I mean, you know, politically aligning themselves. You know, the other day I talked about life, uh, uh, one-on-one life skills. Well, here's a life skill for you. When someone comes up to you and you know them, it could be a friend, a relative, a co-worker. And they ask you for a favor. Could be a small favor, a big favor, gigantic favor. But at some point in time, you're going to want that favor returned. So you have that favor card. And you can use that favor card anytime you want. It doesn't have to be right away. It could be a couple years down the road. Say, oh, wait a minute. I remember doing a favor for you. I have a favor card. Now I want my favor returned. This is what the NDP leader does to support the liberal government. He holds that favor card. I will do you a favor and support you. But at some point in time down the road, I'm going to want something in return. And you're going to give, you're going to give me what I want. Because if you don't, I'm not going to support you again. A little one-on-one life skill. And your friend or, or or family member or stuff like that can't refuse. You know, they can't say, oh, you know, the, the favor you did for me wasn't that big. Doesn't matter how big the favor is. I did you a favor. Now you're going to do me one. And because of me, if I had the favor card... And you're going to do me a favor, it's going to be gigantic. Because I'm going to use that favor card to the full extent. This is what the NDP does. This is what he does. Smart. Really smart.
See, the problem with minority governments, they only last two years when a majority government will go four years. We just had an election last year. Right? Prime Minister Justin Trudeau called an election because he felt he was in a pretty good position that he could win a majority government. You get out of that minority government. What happened? We ended up with a minority government. Same shit, different year. So this is why when things get voted on in the House of Commons, he needs support from another party. And he certainly isn't going to get it from the Conservatives. He's not going to get it from the Bloc Quebec. He's not going to get it from the Green Party. He's going to get the support from the NDP. Because the leader of the NDP pulls out that favor card. Pulls it out of his back pocket. Here's my favor card. I will support you. But remember, I have this favor card. So whatever the agenda the government is, is going to do, the NDP leader is going to want something in return. And he's done this before, and he's always done it. And he does get those favors returned. Because the federal government, liberal government, knows that if he doesn't return the favor, and and, and this could be, you know, uh, a, a, a vote on... on uh, Let's say uh, whether the government stays or the government falls. And then we trigger a federal election. Which we don't want because we just had one last year. Six hundred million dollar federal election. That it's the same thing. Same shit, different day. And you can bet in another year that we'll have another election because this is only a minority government. <laughs> Could be the end of. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, but I don't think so. The other parties are too busy bickering, bickering, complaining about everything that the government's doing. And, and they're the, and the only way, like, you know, for an example, throughout all the financial help the government gave people throughout this pandemic, all the parties had to vote on that. The government couldn't just do it. And then they complain about the spending. Well, you voted for it. How can you complain about the spending over the two years on this pandemic? You had to you had to vote in favor of it. And then you complain that it's too much spending. That's ridiculous. 
can't point the fingers at the federal government, the liberal government, for all the spending because these parties had to vote in favor of it. If they didn't vote in favor of it, then nobody would have got any money. Unbelievable. You know, and with this Federal Emergency Act, I mean, it's been deactivated. <laughs> but 360 days down the road, they have to bring this back up in the House of Commons. And the government has to have a, a justified reason why it was enacted in the first place. Very serious. Very, very, very serious. See, that Federal Emergency Act was once called the War Act. And it was rewritten and redesigned back in 1988. And only to be used if it is absolutely necessary. Because this goes This is about your liberties and freedoms and the charters of the charter's rights. So you gotta be very careful. The government had to be very, very careful when enacting this Federal Emergency Act, who and what were they actually targeting and for what? The one to restore law and order. To protect the finances of Canada, the infrastructure, the borders, and the long arm of the law when it comes to these GoFundMe's that we seize all that money. that all that money would be blocked from around the world. That's what the Federal Emergency Act can do. And if these GoFundMe's like Give, Send, Go don't like it, too bad for you. Stop letting the Proud Boys and all these far-right extremists use your platform to raise their money. Some Christian organization, my ass. So we'll find out at the end of the day about this Federal Emergency Act. And was it really necessary? I believe it was. And I'm sure 
Millions of other Canadians believe it was too. Maybe it's a 50-50 split. Maybe a 7-30. Maybe a 60-40. 80-20, 90-10. I don't know. You know, people were talking about, you know, um, when they were freezing bank accounts. <clears throat> you know, that gives the government to order the bank to freeze accounts without a court order. And if people got worried because they donated $10 or $5 or $20 to this so-called convoy freedom he had nothing to worry about. They only froze the accounts of the participation of all the people who participate. The truckers, the organizers. Blocked and took all their millions that they tried to raise for themselves. Those were the targets. Not just the average Canadian, because you donated five dollars. <laughs> and then the Ministry of Transportation stepping up and finally doing their job throughout this. I was wondering where they were the whole time during that protest. Truckers disabling their air brake system so the trucks would be prevented be prevented from moved. Trucker cannot even touch his air brake system. cannot do anything with that air brake system on that truck. You can't be in that vehicle on a roadway without doing a daily inspection. Not just parked there, you're sleeping in it, you're manning that vehicle. So it's far from over. all over but the crying but I'm not going to cry for them the ones who didn't get bail well that's your problem you didn't think you were doing anything wrong guess you're going to have to find out the hard way And maybe this is just a lesson learned for them that they'll deny their, uh, deny their bail. And then maybe just let them go on a suspended sentence, but hope realize, hope realize they learned a lesson. When you're looking at five to 10, you better learn your lesson.
penalties, not just jail time, up to 200,000. Up to 200,000 they can be fined. Instead of giving them jail time anywhere from, from five to 10 years, just slap them with a $200,000 fine. Maximum, slap them with the maximum fine. You want to put financial burdens on anybody else, preventing those people from going to work, preventing that center town mall from opening up and people to go earn a paycheck. And the businesses that couldn't open in around that area, people not going to work. How about the financial burden on them? When things were opening up and they could go to work. How about the courts just return the favor? Say, here's a maximum fine of $200,000. and Take that. You know, people have struggled enough through this. And this chaos, this Karen Carnival, did more damage financial damage to individuals and families. Now they need to pay the price, whether it's jail and the fine or just the fine, which other one, it better be the max. But I wanna thank you for taking the time, joining me here this very, this very nice day out today too, Saturday. Saturday at 9.25 a.m. here in Ontario, Canada. The sun is starting to break through the clouds. It's gonna be a little bit on the chilly side today, but temperatures look a lot better coming in the coming week. And spring is not that far away. Not that far away. March 20th be the first day of spring. And today's the 26th of February, so we're not that far away. So we'll get through this winter because this month of February here across Ontario has been brutal. Temperatures well, well, well below freezing. Minus 30 at times. I think we've had four winter storms throughout the month of February. It's been nasty. It's time for old man winter to move on. So again, thank you for thank you for joining me. And enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy your weekend. Even if you have to work on the weekend, because you work in the hospitality or you work in a mall or wherever you work. Enjoy your day. You'll get through it. We always do.
I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. Take care, be safe, stay out of trouble, and thank you.